Hello and good day to our school community. This is Dr. James Cation, Superintendent of the Briarcliff Manor School District, and your host for today's Supercast, where we engage in interesting conversations with interesting people from around the school district and throughout the region. I hope you enjoy today's conversation. Hi, so I'm here with Zach, Jennifer, Daniel, and Gordon. Uh, they are st- uh, cast and crew of this upcoming spring musical, The Lightning Thief. And uh, welcome to the podcast. And just want to talk to you about your experience with uh, the theater program here in Briarcliff. So my, my first question for you all is, how did you get involved with the theater program here? Well, I, I can take this one. <laughs> I have been in, oh, let me do the math. Hold on. 12 shows at Briarcliff since pushing players in fifth grade. I had done a few like outside of the district like shows before that even. And it was just sort of one of those things that like I've been doing for a while and I wanted to continue doing something I'm passionate about. Well, I hated sports, so this was kind of my option. Yeah, Um, me too. (laughs) (laughs) But I used to do theater at my camp every summer, so it's kind of just been a natural thing for me. And my sister did the musicals, so... And I'm going to go to Gordon because Gordon is an actor as well here before we get to Daniel. And how, how did you get involved? Yeah. So uh, like Zach, um, I started in fifth grade pushing players. And then I just kind of um, my brother also did um, theater. But um, in sixth grade, I wanted to start the middle school musical. And I had a lot of fun in that. So I just figured, you know, I'll just continue. And yeah, ever since then, I've just been in it. Okay, great. And Daniel, although I know you have the acting chops because I saw you step in as an understudy the other day, you are the stage manager. And how do you how did you become involved with um, the backstage work? Okay, so I'm uh, like everyone else sitting here. Um, I started uh, with the Pushkin Players in fifth grade. I did tech crew for that. Um, I didn't end up doing the show my sixth grade year in middle school, but then I did it in seventh and eighth grade. Um, and then started uh, the high school side of that in fr- uh, my freshman year. And after proving that I was responsible enough, I guess, um, <laughs> at the end of my sophomore year, um, the decision was made to um, uh, make me assistant stage manager for my sophomore year because um, the stage manager is usually a senior and they graduate and then they pick and um, then there's the assistant stage manager who takes over and then the stage manager and assistant stage manager before the stage manager graduates, they pick someone to be assistant stage manager next. So I was picked as assistant stage manager. I was assistant stage manager for two years. And now here I am as the stage manager as a senior. Great. And what do you you think the most important characteristic of a good stage manager is? Um, Patience. (laughs) (laughs) He says the lead. (laughs) Um, Definitely patience. um, Because and also, um, being calm and um, keeping your composure, those kind of go hand in hand with each other because like, especially during the rehearsal process, you can't get frustrated at the actors if they don't know their lines because you have the book in front of you. So it's like, oh yeah, it's just this, but they're, you know, they're, they're <laughs> memorizing it all and props to them for doing all of it, especially the three people sitting here with me who have probably the most lines in the show. So not getting frustrated with the actors and also um, just being able to stay calm and organize everything because like I, have, I take attendance every day I do like a rehearsal report for what is done at rehearsal that day um, basically anything the, the director um, needs to be done the state it's the stage manager's job to do it so yeah definitely patience and um, maintaining 
one's calm. Great. Thank you, Daniel. And what would you guys, uh, the, so to the actors here, what would you say is the most uh, enjoyable aspect of being on stage for you? I think it's just sort of like freeing and like you're doing something that you like would never do in real life. It's sort of this like window into like another, you're, you're playing another person that is obviously fictional, but you can sort of tap into like new emotions and ideas and thought processes. So it's sort of like this way to be yourself as somebody else. Interesting. Yeah. That's very interesting. I mean, I have really bad stage fright. So often <laughs> I don't really like <laughs> it, which is weird because like I've been doing it for so long. But I think once you get comfortable on stage, it feels like really amazing. Like after you complete something, you're like, wow, like actually maybe I was good. Like maybe I didn't have anything to worry about. And then the next performance, you feel nice and you feel confident on stage. And Well, Jennifer, I can attest you are very good on stage. Thank you. So thank is, you. There, is, there, is there a moment when you feel like that fear turns into joy or um, enthusiasm or energy? Um, well, I think like for specifically the show, like after I get my solo done, I'm kind of like, okay, that's a big thing out of the way. Don't have to worry about that anymore. So then it's kind of like coasting from there. But yeah. Gordon, what about you? Yeah. Um, so when I was younger, I, like Jen, used to have a lot of stage fright. But I remember in my first performance of my first middle school musical, by, it was Bye Bye Birdie. And the <laughs> first time I was on stage, I was so nervous. But then after I went on, ran backstage, I remember, like, I just couldn't stop laughing. And I think, I think for me, it's kind of, yeah, <laughs> maybe it is. But I think more and more, it's turned into this almost calm uh, sense rather than this, you know, I'm going to be super anxious and then this super, you know, and then like laughing after. I think more and more, it's been like, um, I don't know, there's just, like Zach said, it's more freeing and it's it's just kind of a new way of looking at things. Wonderful. Thank you. Do, do any of you have like a, a particular production um, or a favorite memory that you'd like to share? Um, I think my freshman year musical was Amelie. Jen was in it too. <laughs> um, and you... <laughs> Okay. Well, you, you were you were teching. Yeah. Daniel is crestfallen. I, I, I didn't mean to be exclusionary. I'm sorry. But I think that was just like it's you know it's your freshman year. Uh, you're everyone's sort of like influencing you, and it was it was a very great group of kids. Yeah. And we were very good at like you know like the relationship between everybody was great, mm -hmm. and it was a very good year to like you know learn the ropes and sort of get a sense of what it is. It was uh, Paul's first musical here, well, not in, in a while, but it was his first musical here in a while. And it was sort of like this getting to know everybody experience. And it was like, it, and it's a great show with a great message and great themes. So I think that was just sort of this like magical experience for me as like the little freshman. And I think that was definitely something that hooked me into continuing doing this in high school. Great. Yeah. Um. I mean, this is like so random, but I, I just got it back. But I remember when you were doing our online musical during COVID and Daniel was so confused at the fact that I couldn't wink because I had to wink for a scene and I couldn't do it. And Daniel was like, you can't wink. And he texted me. He's like, why can't you wink? And I'm like, I just can't. But it was like so 
silly like being online, but it ended up being like a really fun experience. Did you have a substitute for a wink? <laughs> I, I don't think so. I think I just like crinkled your nose or something. Or... I don't know. Yeah, like something weird, like weird smirk or something. <laughs> um, yeah, I think. Um, yeah, my favorite production that I've been in probably um, is either my freshman year musical Amelie, um, because especially because we managed to get it in right before kind of the world shut down for COVID. Our performance was, I think, the week before. I think our last day of school was Friday the 13th. And the shows were like the, well, let me do math. Like the seventh, six, seven, the sixth, seventh, and eighth, something like the previous week. So we just managed to get it in before the world got shut down. And I know um, a couple of friends that I've made from other schools, um, their shows were scheduled for either that weekend or you know later in the year and their shows got shut down. Um, but also last year's musical, uh, Little Shop of Horrors, was was a really fun experience and um, kind of different for me than it had been because um, normally I'm the tech crew and all that, but um, we had a giant puppet that was Audrey Two, the plant that eats people, um, who Gordon, your lovely voiced, um, and the puppeteer who we had to man that puppet um she sprained her ankle i think two weeks before the show um and i since i was assistant stage manager i was going to rehearsals so i knew lines and stuff already so i was the next person that was able it was also kind of a pretty big puppet so i was the next person that um our director paul he was like okay you physically can do the puppet but you also know the lines and stuff so it'll be easier for you to jump into it than another random kid from the tech crew who hadn't been to rehearsals for a couple months so that's the kind of versatility you have to bring you have to be ready on the spot in the moment to solve a problem right well that's great gordon how about you i think my i'm gonna be honest i think my favorite um rehearsal process has actually been this one for me um yeah it's been a, a lot of fun uh but you guys talking about Amelie um, really makes me think back for me, that kind of early transformational uh, experience in theater happened in Voice of the Prairie when I was a sophomore because my freshman year was COVID. So it was a little bit, you know, wonky and Voice of the Prairie was my first real like in-person show. And I remember the first time I performed my... Um, my my <laughs> in an Irish brog... Um, like, it really was like, oh, wow, like, this could work. Um, and I think that was one of the most, you know, interesting things for me was kind of feeling it out as this experience that really, you know, allowed me to see, oh, this might work. It Like, yeah, I don't know, in the future. <laughs> so, so, so you, you were unsure as to whether this you you could handle it or it would work and you see it come together through yeah. the process of great effort and you you all have kind of mentioned like a pre-covid experience and now we have i guess the first full post-covid experience what can you talk to me about you know what you appreciate now having lived through all of that and i don't mean covid in general just with regard to your productions and and and, and maybe what's going into this one versus what even rehearsing with masks on and, and all the other restrictions in the past uh, maybe uh, left out of the process for you all. I think like socially it's easier because when you have masks, you have like a barrier and now we're allowed to be closer together and play games and like interact with each other in ways that you can't during COVID. So I think it's better for the cast as becoming like a cast and like we're all connected, which makes the rehearsal process easier. 
Yeah, and um, definitely like the rehearsal process and even just the show in general because the drama, um, my Zach and Jen's sophomore year was all virtual. So like even the performance was we had to um, go on a WebEx call and um, the director would like screen record it and then piecemeal the different people's windows together to make the scene and having to see everyone have to struggling to act to like hand something in the middle of their screen to like out of frame to the middle of someone else's frame. Um, definitely just that. Um, and the entire virtualness of that was just a crazy thing to deal with. Um, and also I'm, but I'm almost glad that I was stage manager for that because there was no tech crew for that show. And there was almost no tech crew for the musical that year either because there was nothing technical to be done. It was just the actors acting and the stage managers taking attendance at rehearsal and doing you know, their jobs as well as they could. But again, there wasn't like, oh, can you go grab this from upstairs? You go do this from here because we weren't in the school. We were all you know, in our living rooms or in our bedrooms. So the tech was really just the technology of video streaming or putting together uh, video clips so that it made sense from a theatrical perspective, right? Yeah. And that, and that, and that, and what you're saying is that seemed to be lacking a little bit in terms of the connections that this that the actors and and maybe even the stage crew have to have to really pull off a a spirited performance. Gordon, do you have anything to add? Um, yeah, I I just think um, it's a lot easier to almost uh, like express these emotions that, you know, we're expressing on stage um, because we don't have these masks and we can get closer together. And it just makes the whole process a lot uh, easier to uh, perform in. And can, can you compare the, the, the feeling of being on stage to anything else? So if somebody has never... Uh, been in a theater program or, or, or been on stage before. Is there some way that you can liken the experience of being on stage or in your case, Daniel, backstage perhaps when things are really going um, to some other some other experience that uh, people might be able to identify with if they've never been in a theater program? I think sort of like in relation to like public speaking, like if you've ever had to like give a presentation in class or like mm -hmm. speak in a debate, I would say it's sort of like that but like fun <laughs> and yeah. you're like singing and dancing sometimes. <laughs> I guess, um, I don't know exactly how many people might identify with this, but, um, being stage manager, I am, I'm on a headset and I am calling, um, like the light operator to do this and the sound operator to do this. And I'm talking through that headset to people backstage and people upstairs on spotlights and stuff like that. So I guess in, in kind of that way because of the headset and the communication and the need to be concise and um, kind of explain what you need in as few words, but also being quiet and making sure that you're not missing your own cues and stuff like that. Um, you could compare it to like, I guess, playing like a team video game in which there's like in, an important objective because it's so it's basically yeah, it's basically playing like a team video game, but with higher stakes because instead of, you know, dying or losing a point, then the lights don't change and people are acting in darkness and then the audience says, oh, what's going on? So I guess, I guess at least in one way, stage managing, you could con uh, compare it to like playing a video High game. High stakes video game. Okay. <laughs> All right. Sounds All right. Great. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. Gordon, do you have anything to add? Um, 
I think the the biggest thing that theater is to me is that it's really that you're telling someone else's story. And so I think that is really applicable to um, like any time you're trying to, you know, describe something to someone else, like, hey, this is what this is. You know, you want to be uh, telling that story. That's great. And, and so so there, it requires a bit of empathy, uh, you know, really trying, trying to understand the context that the character found themselves in, what their struggles were, and then conveying that in some artistic way on stage. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. Um, what's it like working with Paul Kite? Oh, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> in a good way, in a good way. No, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Definitely. No, no, he, he's very fun. He He's great with, like, connecting with everybody. He, he's yeah. very good at making sort of, like, his relationships with students very strong and sort of creating like a safe and trusting environment. And he's, he's very good at like getting the ensemble to work. And he really knows his way around like the sort of social aspect of it. Mm -hmm. If that makes any sense. I think he just has a really good way of making everybody feel important. Like no matter their role or whatever they're doing, everybody is vital to this production and he really, really helps everyone feel that like special feeling. Yeah, you know, Jennifer, when we were talking to uh, Mr. Kite earlier, uh, we were talking a little bit about the, the the process that goes into selecting a production, right? And he talked very much about knowing who you were and trying to connect the work with your interests, your skills, and trying yeah. to highlight um, uh, as many people as possible with those decisions. Yeah, and I think um, going along with what Jen said, um, you know, as an ensemble, we play these ensemble games. Uh, we could be like throwing around the, you know, a few like balls to each other. We could be passing these random sounds and motions. And like, what's the point? Well, you know, we're we're really building this community that we're creating um, in the theater program, and I think it's a really neat part of how. This has been working. Um, yeah, kind of similar to what, um, definitely to what uh, Zach and Jen said about making sure people um, feel comfortable and feel um, important. Um, Paul has a different, I guess he he's a different character than um, the last director, Mr. Driver. Um, he is, um, you could say he's less strict. He has his times when it's like, okay, it's time to work. Let's do this. But um sort of almost like in general he's he seems um more approachable and that goes to making everyone feel more comfortable and less like they're on edge and need to worry about getting yelled at if they do something wrong is playful a nice is playful uh, 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 yeah. 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 yeah so so he's out there and he's this isn't you know you're experimenting together this is kind of like play let's see how this works together oh, that's great so how might your theater experience, it sounds like this is great preparation for more than just productions, right? How might your theater experience prepare you for what you're you're facing later in life? Well, I mean, going back to what I said earlier when I was talking about like public speaking, I think that translates the other way too in that like you're more comfortable in like speaking to people and you sort of know how to engage an audience and that can help you. I mean, public speaking or like even getting like a job, You, it's mm-hmm. the way of like knowing how to engage and knowing how to like really like grasp people's interest. Yeah, I agree with Zach. I think it's also really helpful 
to work to like learn how to collaborate with other people and you know the tech crew and the actors have to work together and they all have different experiences and all different ages and it's just really it's an interesting process like because sometimes you're like oh I don't know if this is going to work out but it ends up you know combine your smarts and your whatever and then you <laughs> you get it done you get it done that's interesting because it's not just personalities, but you do. You have you have freshmen on yeah. stage for the first time. You talked about those experiences. And then you have, you know, people with varying levels of experience. You might even have seniors who've never, who've been, never been a show, yeah. in a show before. So you got to somehow pull all that together. Yeah. Kind of like, yeah, like uh, I would imagine you might have to do it, you know, when we get a job one day, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, definitely. I think um, problem solving. Definitely. It's a thing because whether you're in the tech room, it's like, okay, this broke or okay we need to build this we need to figure out how to make this work or like the actors on stage like okay this needs to happen this way okay maybe it's a little hard but let's find out how to do it i think um problem solving being able to like adapt and overcome and like jen said like come together and work through an issue is definitely something that um has been not necessarily taught but definitely like built through the theater department um and that's important skill that can be used later in life, definitely. Yeah, I agree with Daniel about the problem solving. And Paul uses this metaphor a lot of a swan. swan. Yeah. <laughs> and he talks about how a swan, um, when a swan is, I guess, swimming and floating above, uh, it looks so graceful and so elegant above water, like it's not even trying to do anything. But then if you actually take an underwater look at it, its feet are, yeah are going to be flopping around. And it's about, you know, this presentation of, um, you know, everything above the water is calm and we're working really hard below the water. And I think it's this preparation that gets to a point that we are um, the elegant swan above the water. Oh, that's, that's a wonderful analogy. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Um, so... Without giving too much away, why should your classmates and maybe younger students and families come and see The Lightning Thief this weekend? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I think there's really something for everybody in it. I mean, Paul talks sometimes about how, like, shows like this that are, like, sort of meant for kids, there's, like, varying degrees of, like, humor and, like, things that are, like, relatable. So it's like you have, like, the, like, the themes that are geared towards a younger audience, but then you have things that are geared towards adults, and there's very, like mature and complex themes. So I think at any age level, you can enjoy it, really. Yeah. And it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I just think it's a lot of fun, and I think it's a good show for both a younger and an older audience because it kind of covers everything. And it's a familiar story, so it's easier for an audience to enjoy something that they can understand. Yeah. Uh, connecting to what Jen said about the familiar story, um, we performed the uh, act one for the middle schoolers mm -hmm. today um, of the show. And I remember when I was in middle school, um, it, The Lightning Thief, the first book of the Bertrand Jackson series, was in our summer reading. I don't remember if it was a required book or one of the optional extra ones that you could read. But since it's such like a known and loved and established story, it's not like like I had never heard of Amelie or Little the Shop of, of Horrors <laughs> 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 before we had done those shows. but. 
I think probably in each performance on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, probably more than 50% of the audience, whether they be kids or parents of kids who had read the books, will have will know the story and have read, if not the entire series, but at least that first book. So they'll, they'll know it. And kind of the fact that, oh, I recognize this title, let me go see it, I think is kind of like a pulling point. Yeah. I think it's a really interesting take also on this story because... You know, we have all these, like, almost rock and roll style genres. We have a lot of, I would say, different genres. Um, like, uh, uh, there's a mellow song, Tree on the Hill. And then the song right after that is one of the most oh my God, rock yeah. and roll, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, is, <laughs> it's DOA, which yeah, is yeah. just crazy, very extravagant and crazy. Um, so I think it's both that, you know, there's something there about the uh, same story, but we also get to show off uh, all these other different, you know, this different take on the story. uh, And a lot of that is the music and how it's adapted for the stage. All right. So showtick, www.showticks for you. With an X. With an X. T-I-X. Remember that. Um, and performances are March 10th, 11th, and 12th, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You heard it here. It's an exciting show, so come out and enjoy what is going to be a spirited and really enjoyable production for everybody. And so, Zach, Jennifer, Daniel, and Gordon, I really thank you for taking the time to talk with me today. Thank you. Thank you for having us. And good luck with the show. Thank you for listening to this episode of Supercast. And remember, it takes all of us working together to raise healthy kids.